0: Welcome to our Carols by Candlelight service. We're so glad that you're here and we hope you really enjoy the service and that you feel really, really welcome. My name is Rachel and I'm probably over-sparkling. I apologise for that. Lots of people have said it's a bit much. So I just thought if I can't over-sparkle with Christmas service, when can I do it? So um, if I blind you, it gets your eye, I just really apologise for that. But I'm one of the part of the team here, and I'm going to be guiding you through the service. But to be honest, I'm just going to be here at the beginning, and then I'm going to pop up again at the end. And the way the service will run is that it pretty much runs itself. Here's my top tips. So when the lovely choir stand, that's your cue to stand as well, because we're going to sing a a carol with them. And when they sit down, we sit down too. Um, There's going to be some performance pieces happening um, during the service, and that's when we can really clap and whoop and go crazy to support them and express our thanks. But I'm just going to suggest that maybe we save our clapping to that moment, rather than clapping all the way through. It can be a bit like, oh, should I clap now, should I not clap now? Let's just kind of go big for the performances and uh, go big at the end when we finish the service, if that's okay. If you've got a mobile phone with you, let's face it, probably everybody has, I'm just gonna suggest you turn it off, or you put it on silent so that we're not disturbed by uh, various ringtones uh, through the evening, and that just makes it a bit more pleasurable for everybody, and also for you. And my final bit of, kind of notices is that if the fire alarm does go off, it's very unlikely, and I'm not expecting it to, which means if it does go off, we need to evacuate the building. And um, there's a lot of candles here, as you can see, and uh, it's all been risk assessed, and we have lots of fire marshals who can direct us if that happens. But just to say, if it goes off, we need to exit the building to the door that you arrived through, or there's a fire exit at the back, there's a fire exit to my left, And there's also a fire exit through the stage as well. So there's plenty of ways to exit the building uh, safely um, should that event happen. But it's not going to, so don't worry. Uh, There's an accessible toilet at the back as well, so if you need to access that during the service, please make your way to there. And there's also some other toilets to my left as well, and there's also one in the foyer. So just to let you know. Right, final little bit for me is that during December, we like to take a Christmas offering to bless those who are less fortunate than us at the moment, and so we are dividing our giving through the month of December to three amazing charities, just want to give you the heads up about that. The first one is In Hope, which is tackling homelessness in Bristol and supporting those who are homeless. The second one is Tier Fund, which is an international development charity, that, and we're giving specifically to their fund for the Middle East and to help those who are suffering in Gaza and Israel. And the third one is the International Justice Mission, which is fighting global slavery And a brilliant organisation. You can find out more about those on our website. There'll be a QR code that comes up on the screen at the end of the service. And also we have a card machine to my left if you want to kind of do the tapping thing. But just to give you the heads up about that. No pressure to give if you don't want to or you're not financially able to, that's totally fine too. you are just welcome to be here and to experience the retelling of the best, most brilliant story in the whole history of the human race. So we're glad that you're here and that you can play a little part in hearing it being retold again. And before we kick off and the lights come down, I just want to tell you how it's going to start. I'm going to say a short prayer to begin and then there's going to be a film that is played on the screens that we'd love you to watch. And then we will have our first reading. So let me just take a moment to say a short prayer before we watch the film. Father God, thank you that we can be in this place and kind of step in to the retelling of the story of Jesus' entry into the world. And I pray for each of us, wherever we are on our journey of faith, whether this is really familiar to us and we do it every year or this is really unfamiliar and it just feels a bit odd even being in this space, I'm asking Father God that you would meet each of us wherever we are tonight and that something that is said or sung or read would impact us as we leave this place. In Jesus name, amen. Take a look at this lovely film.
1: ORCHESTRA mm-hmm. PLAYS
2: the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born, to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders of the Lord Almighty will (coughs) accomplish this.
3: truth
5: i Run
6: All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. He gave his name, Jesus.
7: to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married with him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told."
1: Thank you.
8: and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
9: joy.
10: So good you guys thank you so much I think just as they're going off and clearing up why don't we give them one more round of applause so amazing very very good we have got some amazing musical talent amongst us and it's a real privilege to to be with you all so thank you all so much and thank you for coming it's really good to be with you we are absolutely Ram to the very edges of the room. It's really good to be with you. And you also sound really good. You sound like a choir yourself, so well done, everybody. Um, so my name is Claire. I'm just going to speak for a few minutes and, uh, as we sort of come to the end of this carol service. But I'm going to start by asking you a question. What are your top three hopes for 2024 next year? Now, I know you might not have quite got there with that because we have got to get Christmas out of the way and it's kind of New Year's resolution time after that. But what are you hoping for? Because I bet you've got some hopes for next year. I wonder what sort of things you were hoping for. Maybe you're hoping you're going to fall in love. Or maybe you're hoping that you might have a baby Or maybe you're hoping for a job, the best job that you could get. Maybe you left university in the summer and you haven't quite landed the job yet and you're really hoping to to get one. Maybe there's some other things you want to do. You want to get fit or you want to get smarter or you want to go away, you want to go abroad. Maybe something much more important. Maybe you're hoping for some good stuff in your family. Maybe somebody is sick and you're hoping they'll get better. Maybe you're sick, and you're hoping you'll get better. Because we've all got things we're hoping for, haven't we? Hope is something that is a very human trait, and sometimes is a little bit hard to come by. Now, in the last few weeks, we've been reading a story. It's my father's life story. And we've only just really been reading it. We've just discovered it. and. He wrote it when he retired from work and um, he didn't really show anyone. I don't know why he didn't because it's pages and pages and so we've been reading it. And in it, it talks about the time when as a young research biochemist, he came to Bristol and he was given, he won an award for the university here in Bristol and he won £11,000 in 1979. That's a lot of money then. And it was to start up the first heart institute research lab to study heart disease in bristol now since then bristol is really on the map for heart disease research but back then there wasn't anything like that going on and my father started up this research lab and it uh, it talks in his memoirs <laughs> about doing that and the things that they did and the research that they did and back then People didn't really know or understand fully that um, things like smoking, it was only just beginning to uh, come into sort of understanding that smoking really affected your heart health or diet or lifestyle. It was only just at the beginning of realizing that your diet, what you ate, affected your heart health. I mean, we know this stuff now, don't we? But then it wasn't so decided. So research was really opening up that sort of thing. A little while after that, The American Heart Association, about 20 years later after that, produced a series of research papers also on heart disease. And they were really intriguing. So one of the titles of these research papers was, it was entitled, The Effect of Hopelessness on Heart Disease. The Effect of Hopelessness on Heart Disease. Who'd have thought it? Would you have done a research paper on something like that? Well, in these studies, they showed time and time again that even if you adjusted for all the other factors, like whether or not a person was a smoker or had a good or a bad diet, even if you adjusted for all of that stuff, there was some mysterious quality about the hopes and the sense of despair that some people felt or the hopefulness that seemed to affect their heart disease and how it rolled out, how interesting. Now that was in the year 2000, and actually I think since then it's been pretty established that our bodies and minds seem to be interconnected and in some of the ways that we think and maybe our hopes and fears are somehow affected uh, f- affect our body and our mind and our physical health as well. Now, I don't know if you, Uh, notice that there's a line in O Little Town of Bethlehem that's very interesting to me. And whenever I sing it, I always think, that is a good line. Now, there's lots of good lines in carols, and there's some really weird ones, if we're honest, aren't we? Aren't there? But (laughs) there's, um, there's this one line in O Little Town of Bethlehem, and it says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Remember that line? You can probably sing it in your head, can't you? The hopes and fears of all the years are met in me tonight. And what is it talking about? It's talking about this idea that there's this obscure little town called Bethlehem that we've heard about in the readings as the story unfolds and rolls out, that, in, that something happened on that night when Jesus was born. And this hymn writer, this carol writer says, the hopes and fears of all the years, all the people... All the things that humans long for and hope for and are also a bit afraid about are met in me tonight because one of the things that we realise when you think about hope is when you talk about hope, you have to talk about fear as well because everything you hope for has got this kind of fear snapping at the heels of that hope, saying it might not happen. You know, I want to fall in love, but I may never be chosen. I want this for my family, but it might not happen. I want to get better, but I may not, and I'm frightened. Fear is figures in our understanding of what hope is. Hope and fear, it's as if they jostle for position in our lives. We want to hope, but we're afraid. Fear. Is all the way through the Christmas story as well. Every time the angels appear, what do they always say? Don't be afraid. Because they're scary. They need to appear in less scary form if they don't want people to be afraid. But they're scary. So they say don't be afraid. But they're also saying to all the people that they keep on meeting that don't be afraid, Joseph, to take Mary as your Wife, don't be afraid, Mary, about the thing you're being asked to do. Don't be afraid because the things that they're talking about are also scary. They're kind of things where they've interrupted these lives and they've said something is happening and you're being asked to step up into this incredible story and you're going to be full of hope but you're also going to be afraid. Don't be afraid. And at the beginning, you you may remember the little film that we watched. Now, the film plays with this idea by this theologian, Malcolm Guy, this idea that something happened that is not something unexpected happened. Something in a place you wouldn't expect, a place far from privilege and power, on the edge of an empire, in a place that was insignificant. But that something that happened interrupted life as they knew it. And Everything changed from that moment. I wonder how you understand what it is like to have your life interrupted and put (coughs) on a different track. Has that ever happened to you? Where the things that you were hoping for and the things that you were carrying fear around, suddenly there's this interruption and something new happens. And that's what this poem talks about. I'm going to tell you about my friend who. Um, who I met last year. And when I met her, she was in a place of real hopelessness. She had come to a place in her life where all her hopes had been dashed and somebody had hurt her really badly. And she was just in free fall, hopeless and full of fear and she kept on asking God, she was a believer in God, but she felt like he was a million miles away. And she kept saying to him, please help me, and nothing seemed to be happening. And on one particular day, she was driving her car and she was having it out with God, and she said, God, I'm giving you notice, I'm giving up on you, because you never do anything. You never answer prayers, what is the point? of praying to you and my life has gone down the pan and I am hopeless." And she was so upset that she started to cry and she was really crying. And She just thought, this is actually getting a bit dangerous, I need to pull over. She pull, pulled over in her car on, on some double yellow lines. And she sat there crying her eyes out. And before too long, there was a knock on the window and who should appear when she rolled down the window but a policeman. And uh, the policeman said, you can't park there. And she said, you think? (laughs) She didn't care in that moment. Her face was streaming with tears. And she just looked up at him. And he said, you're not okay, are you? And she said, no. And, uh, And what he said next shocked her. He said, well, I don't know if you've ever thought about going to church... But I've got some friends. I go to a church called Woodlands Church, and there's some very nice people there. And if you go, they can probably help you. So why don't you just give it a go? And she, and he said, and don't park anymore on the WLS. <laughs> and, uh, and so she rolled up the window and off she drove. And she thought to herself, well, I've given up on this, I'm hopeless. But I'll give it one more go because he was so nice to me and he let me off. And so she came to Woodlands Church. And on that day, she heard a sermon, a preach like this, a talk. And the person was talking about a conquer. You know, a conquer? It's like the seed of a horse chestnut tree. And she heard this talk and she thought, I am like a conquer. My life is just hard and small and shrunk like a little hard seed and it's got a prickly outside. I'm all prickly and defended because I hate my life and I am lacking, I'm full of hopelessness and despair. But on that day, just something made her just think, I think I might just stick around here. That conqueror, is speaking to me. And the person invited people to go on a bit of a journey, just a journey from where they were into something new and, and was talking about forgiveness and healing and hope and life. And she just thought to herself, maybe, maybe I could stick around here and see if there's anything in this. And actually, over the weeks and months, I was with her a few, a couple of weeks ago and She's just a really transformed person, really different. She says that something has shifted in her life and she actually said this. She said, now I feel peace in the strangest of situations where I should be very worried but each time somehow God meets me. I feel like a child with its father and I can talk about what I need, how I'm feeling and like a father, he listens and he looks after me. Everything has not been solved in her life. There's still things that are really difficult, but something has really changed. She's entered a new story. And in that poem, it talks about, it shows this little moment where an alignment happens, where heaven and earth somehow come back into line. And in that moment, when the little baby is born, This theologian Malcolm Guy is claiming that that was somehow a realigning of a world out of sync with God's good plans for the earth you know when the angels turn up they always say they say don't be afraid but they also say peace on earth goodwill to all human beings who doesn't need some peace on earth our world is desperate for peace There is so much fear and hopelessness around the world. Perhaps in this room tonight there is in your life. And God's plan for your life is to bring you good things, goodwill, (coughs) peace on earth, peace in your life. To realign you with his intentions for your life. And so here in this church, we're all on a journey. We're all on that journey. Wanting to walk with God, to know him, to find the peace that he offers, to find the healing and the freedom and the fruitfulness in our lives. That's all we're doing. That's all church is really about, is finding ways of connecting with God and finding him and realigning our lives with how heaven wants our lives to be. Because we've all got a bit of a heart condition, haven't we? We've all got lifestyle factors that make us out of sync with the healthiest that we could possibly be. And so we just want to invite you to be on that journey with us. You're really welcome here. If you don't believe anything, you're really welcome here. Because we like to be on a journey with people. We like to talk and debate and wrestle with things. We also like to pray for one another and pray for healing and for hope to enter people's lives. And so whoever you are tonight and every Sunday at all our services, you're always really welcome here. And we want to invite you to join us on that journey towards hope and peace and being aligned with goodness and the presence of God. I'm just going to finish by... uh, Praying a prayer that is in the Bible, in the last book of the last few verses of the book of Romans. And it's a prayer about hope. I'm going to pray it for you that you would have hope in your life. And it says this May the God of green hope fill you up with joy, fill you up with peace. So that your believing lives, filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit, will brim over with hope. Amen.
0: I think you've been waiting all night to give these guys a really amazing big round of applause. Let's do it now. They have sounded so brilliant and uh, and so good and they've worked so hard. This is their third service over the whole weekend and they have just sung their hearts out. So I hope, I hope your voices are going to hold out for the rest of the weekend. But I've also got some other thank yous and my beautiful assistant is going <laughs> to... Claire is going to get me some flowers. Now I'm just going to do some thank yous before we wrap up the service. So stay put and, and again, let's have some whooping and some cheering. We want to thank Joe, who has led the choir so beautifully. <laughs> and contracted. Thank you so much. And um, we want to thank Kat, who has arranged the brass band and done brilliantly. And also Jane, who has been accompanying um, the band and accompanying us as we sang and also was in the Strong Quartet as well. So thank you so much, Jane. And also we really want to thank, and uh, I'm not going to give you flowers, Josh, but I'm going to give you a hug afterwards. And we have got a gift for you. But we want to thank Josh and the tech team who have worked really hard to make this sound so brilliant. Thank you so much. Oh, it's just been such a wonderful, wonderful evening. So I really hope that you have enjoyed it. And I hope you've enjoyed the retelling of that first Christmas story of Jesus entering into our world as a baby and changing human history from that point on so thank you Claire for helping us think about that we would love to give you a free gift it's a discovery pack and uh, if you are on a journey of faith or even just that this has piqued your interest in a tiny little bit we'd love you to take one we've got loads that are absolutely free inside there is a, a gospel which is the biography of Jesus life telling his story all over again you can take that and read it it's the gospel of John and, uh, which was read tonight. We also have A Why Christmas, which is a book which explains why, why this. Why are we doing this? What does it mean? And it uh, unpacks, really, a bit more about who Jesus is. And also an invitation to our Alpha course, which we run here at Woody's all the way through the year. Our next course is starting on January the 24th. And it's a course which just unpacks and looks at who Jesus is. The first evening, we look at, does God exist a really crucial question we have someone give a talk we have a really nice meal together and then we just discuss it in groups and unpack and you can ask any question any question you want there's no questions that cannot be asked and then week two we look at who is Jesus and then we look at why did Jesus die we just kind of go through this journey that Claire was talking about and create space and an environment where everybody is welcome but if you have faith or no faith at all or even someone of a different faith, you're so welcome to come on that journey with us, and we would love you to do that. You can get more information from our website uh, on www.woodlands.church.net, something like that. And um, <laughs> I should know that I work for the church. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just Google it; it's up there, and um, and it explains more about Alpha. And also, there's some stories about people who've been to Alpha. So I'm I'm you know I'm excited about Alpha. I help run it, so you can kind of tell I'm pretty passionate about it. But If you're interested, then do consider coming along and signing up. But I also want to just give a moment for our offering because we have really enjoyed this, but also we know that this time of year for some people and also when we look at the world, we want to make a difference. And we want to don't just be people that kind of enjoy it for ourselves. We want to make a difference for other people. And so if you want to give, no pressure, but if you want to give, that's our QR code. You can scan it with your phone and it will take you to our giving page and where we support in hope supporting homeless people in bristol tear Fund supporting those out in the middle east who are being affected by the war there in gaza and um in israel too and also uh international justice mission who are, want to eradicate slavery around the world an amazing organization you can find out more on our website as well and uh, you can give our website if you want to and also there's a we have a giving machine on our left as well if you want to just go away and tap. But I'm going to ask um, Rob Scott-Kirk, who is our founding leader of our Woodlands Church family, uh, to come and just give a final uh, blessing over us before we leave, and then I'll pop up as well.
11: Thank you, Rachel. Before I pray, I felt particularly stirred. Um, Before I heard uh, Claire's message tonight, I, I felt a particular kind of prophetic word that I wanted to pray as a blessing. And um, it was the very word that Claire put up on the screen there from Romans. So I'm, in a moment we're going to pray it. It's about hope. In a world of hopelessness, there's so much hopelessness around in our world. But you know, we felt some years ago God prophetically speaking into this city to be a city of hope. And it's a joy today to have, in fact, the mayor of the city, um, Marvin Rees, with his family here. And he's helped to champion that as part of the vision for this city part of the legacy of this city, to be a city of hope. So I'm gonna take this scripture as a kind of prophetic promise. I just, just want to pray it. I want to declare it as a kind of blessing. By that, you're, you're not just sharing information, you're impart, imparting something. So let's just stand together. As I pray this, just be open as I pray it for this Christmas to sense God stirring a sense of hope. Not just, um, not just human optimism, but divine inner inspiration. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This Christmas, this new year, that it may be the beginning of new things, a new sense of hope in our lives and those around us. In Jesus' lovely and precious name.
0: Amen. Amen. thank you so much rob so all it is for me to say is to say god bless you and i we wish you here from all uh, all of us at woodlands church a really really merry christmas may you know the god of hope with you wherever you go this christmas time and have a great rest of the evening and maybe we'll see you next sunday at one of our services god bless and don't forget to take your discovery pack if you want one on the way out have a great time